Greetings, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Christ is All podcast. Now, if you have never heard an episode and you're new to the podcast, perhaps the title of this show grabbed your attention or you found it on a search, I want you to know that we have over 180 episodes and the vast majority of those episodes are serious, passionate discussions on the centrality, sovereignty, supremacy, and preeminence of the Lord Jesus Christ. The podcast contains scores of conference messages, monologues, interviews, first chapters from books. But now and then, and this is a rare thing, we have some spoof episodes for your comedic entertainment. So, out of the 180 episodes, there are about five spoof episodes. For example, episode number 12, The Disgruntled Caller, which is a classic on this show. Episode 51, The $25,000 Giveaway. It's never been done before. It's never been done since. Episode 100, where I open the phones up for callers. Unique and fascinating callers. Episode 109, Your Favorite Character Caller. I did a full interview with him, but something not to miss. If you have a sense of humor, of course. Episode 124, Chat with Frank, where I opened up the phones for my unsubscribers, people who unsubscribed from my Thursday unfiltered email list, to get a look at the demographic, the psychological demographic of the unsubscribers. And so that's only a handful of episodes that would fall into the spoof category. And I'm going to break this show up into two parts. One of the parts will be quite serious, and then the other part will be spoof. And it is to you to decide which is which. Now, I am not someone who is into aliens, extraterrestrials, UFOs, etc. So let me explain (laughs) why I'm doing this show and where the title came from. I had a friend over my house several weeks ago, and I was telling him about a TV show that my wife and I were watching. It's called Resident Alien, and it's a comedy. And some of the parts are just flat-out hilarious. And so... He began to talk to me about aliens, and he told me about this book entitled How to Defend Yourself Against Alien Abduction. And when I heard the title, I, of course, thought it was a joke, but it wasn't. The title is real, and the book is serious. And uh, I just said to him, that title now belongs into my funniest book titles I've ever seen list. And that list is as follows. First... How to tell if your boyfriend is the Antichrist, and if he is, should you break up with him? That's a real book, folks. (laughs) Second, beware the naked man who offers you his shirt. Real title, real book. Third, everybody is wrong but me, a beginner's guide to arguing on the internet. Anyway, I found this title (laughs) to be quite amusing, and so I added it to my funniest book titles I've ever seen list. Uh, Incidentally, if you have another title of a real book that should be added to the list, let me know. Anyway, I went ahead and ordered this book, How to Defend Yourself Against Alien Abduction, from the Interlibrary Loan. And I have it in my hands. And what I found fascinating about it, and this is what my friend had told me, 
this is why I ordered the book, is that one of the ways that people have defended themselves against alien abduction is to utter the name of Jesus. Now, this reminds me of a conversation I had with Michael Heiser. If you're not subscribed to the Insurgents podcast, Michael kindly endorsed my book, Insurgents Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, and so he was one of my conversation partners on the Insurgents podcast, and we talked about spiritual warfare. We did three episodes. One was on Satan, another was on demons, and another was on principalities and powers, and we both riffed on that topic together. Anyway, he had said to me in a private conversation that it's his conclusion that when people have genuine stories of alien abduction, that messaging of those aliens, quote-unquote, is anti-Christian, anti-Christ, which has led him and others to believe that these are not aliens, they're demonic entities. And so I find that quite fascinating. Anyway, this is from page 96 from the book, How to Defend Yourself Against Alien Abduction. The author, who is Anne Druffel, says... It isn't known just how the technique of protective rage works. We can offer a speculation. The technique might even be related in some way to the process of exorcism by which trained ministers, priests, and spiritually minded psychics can cause unwholesome entities who are apparently possessing human beings to depart. And then on page 108 and 109, she's talking about a woman who was being harassed by various types of unidentified bedroom visitors. She was able to fend them off and eventually rid herself of them by invoking the name of Jesus. And so this woman passed that on to her daughter, who was being terrorized by aliens, to use the name of Jesus. On page 160... The author talks about a woman named Janet who used the sacred heart, which is a picture of Jesus. She kept it at her bedside. And when the creature appeared, she imagined the sacred heart protecting her. The creature stood still, and eventually the creature disappeared. Then on page 204, she talks about a dominion that is under the earth. And she says, this might possibly provide a clarification of a phrase in the Bible that has always puzzled me and doubtless has puzzled many Christians of all denominations for centuries. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 11, the Apostle Paul speaks of the name of Jesus as being so powerful that upon the mere hearing of it, quote, every knee must bend in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth, end of quote. St. Paul was referring to three orders of intelligent creation in heaven, on earth and under the earth. Then she goes on to say, Greys are a new phenomenon. Greys, G-R-E-Y-S. They are in order of creation with the ability to shapeshift and harass human victims for their own playful and malicious or malicious motives. They have appeared in various types of garb throughout the centuries according to the cultures in which they manifest and appear to abductees today as extraterrestrials clad in space clothing. And then she makes a point that some people believe that these aliens are, in fact, demonic entities. But she herself is skeptical of that position, although she puts an endnote on page 230 that says, Some UFO colleagues such as Don Worley, 
and Gordon Creighton in England, researchers I respect highly, might disagree with my statement. They theorize that some UFO abductors are synonymous with demons and devils and are thoroughly evil in nature. So I find all of that fascinating. Now, I am not someone who obsesses over UFOs, aliens, extraterrestrials. I have friends who have done that. They've gone down that rabbit hole and everything else fades out of proportion. And they go down these rabbit trails that take them all different directions. And just like anything that a person obsesses with, if it's not Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, it's not going to give you life. And that could be a religious thing, and that could be a legitimate hobby, and that could be an interest, like aliens. I am not in that place. I have a extremely low-grade interest. And my only interest really relates to what I just read, how the power of Jesus Christ, his name, has been documented to cause people to survive these particular experiences. Now, of course, there are many who doubt that these things have actually happened. They're simply stories that are made up, or maybe the person was under some kind of a hallucinogenic influence, or maybe they're mentally unstable. The subject does not interest me enough to investigate all that. I just know that based on friends who have studied this and looked into it deeply, many believe that there is something to it. But isn't it interesting that the name of Jesus is one of the remedies presented in this book? That's the first part of our show. Now we're ready to move into the second part. Hi, Fun Seekers. This is the second segment of our show on abduction from aliens. Specifically, defending yourself against an alien abduction. And I have only done this a few times on this podcast, but I'm going to open phones. And so if you have a story, a firsthand experience of an alien abduction, I want you to share it. This is your chance to go on live, to speak to the world, and tell us about your alien abduction. So I'm going to press a button right now in the studio, and we are live. We're taking calls from anywhere in the world. You can call at any time. The phones are open. And uh, I'm looking at the Fenortner and it is not lighting up at all. But you're probably listening and thinking about what you want to say. So that accounts for the pause, the delay. Usually the first caller will set the tone for the entire show. So first callers tend to have a prime place in the call lineup. So if you are the first caller, that's somewhat of an honor and a privilege because you're going to set the tone for the show. The phones are still open. <laughs> The second caller sometimes uh, follows the first caller and does just as good of a job as the first caller, although the first caller does have a priority because they were the one to set the tone. But the second caller is also important. 
The phones are still open, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your story of alien abduction. Jeffy, are the phones working? Do you have everything set up in the studio over there? Jeffy's behind the glass. Uh, Jeffy, just give me an order. Say yes if you uh, have everything working correctly. Yes. Okay, um, this really is a fascinating show, and we just need someone to kick it off by telling us about your alien abduction. Still no lights lit on the Fenortner. Um, <clears throat> Jeffy, I would think, given the subject of this show and the opportunity that I'm giving uh, our audience to speak to the whole world about alien abduction, that R. Fenortner would be lighting up like a Christmas tree. Can you please check the lines, Jeffy, to make sure they're working? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> oh, 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 wait, wait. I see a light lit up. This is a call from, let me see, Montana. Um, open the line and let's talk to this person. Montana, you are on the air. Tell us about your alien abduction. I've not been abducted by aliens, but they speak through my braces. They speak through my braces. Late at night. <clears throat> so, uh, so the aliens speak through your braces. Interesting. Um... <clears throat> What what do they say to you when they speak to you through the braces? They say, Continentus, 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 Continentus. Hmm, that reminds me of Elvis Presley. Is uh, I wonder if there's any connection there. Um, caller, are you still there? <clears throat> Wait, wait, I think ago, I hear something. I reached out one wait a night and you were gone. Wait a minute, that's Elvis. Don't know why you Elvis run, Presley, I can hear it. To Unbelievable. All I know, it's Elvis. King of rock and roll. So I'm walking in the rain, thumbing for a ride on this lonely Kentucky back road. Loved you much too long My love's too strong I let you go Never knowing What went wrong And Tucky Rain keeps pouring down And up ahead's another town That I'll go walking understand me when everything I do is wrong you give me love and consolation you give me hope to carry on and you're always there to lend 
when you smile, the world is brighter. You touch my hand and I'm a king. 